You guys, before we start the show, I have a big announcement. I'm delighted to say that Niels has agreed to come on on board as our official co-host. What a delight. Niels, I'm so happy and excited. What a fantastic milestone for Air Magique as well. And I'm so looking forward to recording many more fun episodes with you in the future. <laughs> yes, me too, Eric. It actually was an honor that you asked me to become the, the official co-host. And uh, <laughs> I already felt a part of Air Magique for a long time eh, as we recorded so many episodes uh, together. Yes! Uh, and also since we sent each other a lot of WhatsApp <laughs> messages on a regular basis. But uh, well, now it's official. Yes, it is official. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. This is a wonderful moment. It is. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Today, we will be taking another look at the fantastic European theme park spotlight, this time for Fantasialand. Ooh, it's so exciting. It's one of my favorite theme parks ever. The food, the rides. <laughs> so, okay, okay, okay. But first, big, big, big news. Besides, of course, the biggest news ever is that you're a new co-host, but this is also pretty big news, <laughs> is that Disneyland Paris reopening is happening. It, it, the cast member previews are going on now as we're recording. The park is going to reopen to everybody on July 15th, 2020. Now, hundreds of green barriers have been erected to create social distancing cues around the security area, and all these preparations have been going on, right? You can get your reservations online for a specific day so all the park tickets are now like linked to a specific day to avoid overcrowding so this is something that we've been seeing in the international parks as well mm -hmm. but what i found really interesting is that okay so on attractions that have these really tight queue spaces dumbo for example disneyland paris has set up these plexiglass barriers so they can fully utilize the queue space as much as possible but still keep you know social distancing in there somewhere <laughs> yeah so there was a lot of work for them to oh my install gosh. all those barriers yeah yeah and they finally fixed the it's a small world crack <laughs> <laughs> by putting some duct tape over it some blue colored tape over it it's water resistant too so the fountain is you know, on again. So definitely, good, yeah. I appreciate the attempt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good that it's on again. So other than that, you're going to have to keep your mask on, right? All the time, even if you're taking a selfie with a character, unless you're in like a designated mask-free zone. So basically eating stationary or not moving distance from other people eating or drinking then you can take your mask yep. off yeah of course the big reopening surprise is that the railroad is working yeah finally <laughs> oh my gosh i mean i can't even remember the last time i've been <laughs> on this thing i just yeah. i'm really looking forward to that how long um, was it closed i'm not sure even more <laughs> was it like three plus years something insane like that <laughs> yeah. right niels what have you been noticing that's been going on lately in uh, well uh, recent uh, disneyland paris news besides the reopening itself i became really happy from the announcement that uh, construction and refurbishment works uh, for well let's say the ongoing projects are all uh, resumed yeah yeah, the resort took uh, safety measurements for their cast members and their uh, contractors uh, in line with the French uh, regulations. And the resumed works include the new experiences at uh, Walt Disney Studios Park, like uh, the Disney Junior Dream Factory. Oh, finally. Walt Disney Junior uh, Live on Stage uh, <laughs> show that got uh, replaced now. This is our version of the Bourne stunt show spectacular that's happening yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and this one will be much better than the old one is that it was really outdated yes and of course the cars route 66 road trip the well smaller and updated version of the studio tram tour with cars theme gotta keep an open mind yeah gotta keep an open mind gotta keep an open <laughs> <laughs> You have to, you have to. Chant the mantra. <laughs> but we saw some, some new artwork uh, from the uh, spectacular canyon uh, scene, which, well, is my favorite scene. And I totally. it's the favorite scene of a lot of people uh, of the uh, Studio Tram Tour. So I'm happy that they at least keep that yeah. part of the ride. And uh, now we saw the tanker truck became blue and uh, it features a Dynaco logo, the oil company we know from the Cars movie. So uh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh no, our oil factory is blowing up. <laughs> Kids, watch out, kids. <laughs> I hope you didn't yeah. get too attached to that character anytime soon. <laughs> it's going to blow. Yeah. But, uh, well. And work also has resumed on the, well, almost finished Disney's Hotel New York, the 
art of uh, Marvel, yes. last but not least on the Avengers land uh, called uh, Avengers Campus at uh, Walt Disney Studios Park as well. So, so uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, it includes the reimagined rock and roller coaster, the Spider-Man attraction. Yeah. I guess we also get the Pim Kitchen uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of exciting stuff that is going on again <laughs> at Disneyland Paris. Looking forward to it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that there's going to be an open air scene supposedly to the spider-man attraction if they're really doing that that is some yeah that would be so amazing wow yeah it's also very brave you know in paris with all the rain and the weather true (laughs) anyway no it's really exciting and thank god that everything's starting back up the pim test kitchen gets some new food in there i hope Disneyland Paris will keep it open on a regular schedule, <laughs> unlike some of the restaurants in the parks where Waltz, it's like, you never know. Yeah. So, yeah. It seems to be closed uh, forever. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. It's such a bummer. I really want to go. And it's just not open all the yeah. time <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's a, a bit strange right <laughs> it is yeah. it is odd i hope that when the numbers of attendees do go up a little bit after corona of course but yeah when the numbers stabilize that maybe uh, this will be an improvement that we'll see happening more food open on a regular basis with the parks expanding walt disney studios 2.0 more guests will likely be yeah. heading to paris hopefully <laughs> which would mean we need more restaurants which would mean that hopefully they'll be open yeah yeah that <laughs> so. will be great is uh, well you would think that restaurants are money makers so uh yeah yes. <laughs> there should be a reason to keep them closed uh, for a long time totally but, uh, yeah somehow it's not really working in disneyland paris uh, yeah, <laughs> at the moment it's a bit of a unstable situation but yeah we'll see we'll see i'm keeping keeping a positive mind yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes and now it's time for our main segment let's dive into the world of fantasia land or yes. how do you pronounce it by the way in english it's fantasia land in german maybe something else yeah in german it is fantasialand so ah. fantasialand so fantasialand yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but in english i would definitely say fantasialand fantasialand yeah do they use fantasialand also in their well english language communications or do they still pronounce it in the german way that is an excellent question I do believe that they still pronounce it in their German way, but that might be because the speaker is not a native English speaker. They'll just hire a German dude to read a text in English and then he'll default (laughs) to the German pronunciations (laughs) when he can. So yeah. And of course, it's the original yes. name of the park. Yeah, so that's very yeah, true. It's totally that's fine. very true. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just yeah, wondering. No, it's, a, it's a good point. No, it's definitely a good point. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with what exactly is Fantasialand? Can you describe it in a nutshell to our listeners yeah. that have never been there, like myself? Totally, most definitely. <laughs> so Fantasialand is a theme park located in Germany. It's located right in between Cologne and Bonn in a small town named Brühl. So it was founded by mm. showman Gottlieb Löffelhardt and puppeteer Richard Schmidt. The park started out as a humble enchanted forest that expanded to include rides and attractions over time. Right. Today it is known for using innovative attraction technologies and creating highly themed immersive spaces. It's especially interesting for our thrill-seeking listeners who love a good coaster but are also looking for an aesthetic attraction design. Right. There are also two themed hotels which, yeah, attract international visitors, many of which come, you know, just for the weekend from the Netherlands, oh. which is a lot of fun. <laughs> you hear a lot of Dutch in Fantasia really? no. It's really cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember <laughs> that we had TV commercials and radio commercials in the past, but I didn't know that it was a go-to place uh, for a lot of Dutch uh, people. It is. It's also really interesting because when you buy the tickets and the book yeah. the hotels through Dutch websites, they are way cheaper than if you book them over a German booking site, which really? I think is funny. Oh. So they try to like attract y'all, like come to us, <laughs> <laughs> look at the oh, good prices. That's how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many times have you been there, uh, Eric? Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so I've been to Fantasialand more times than I like to admit. So I grew up in the States, but my grandmother, she lives in Germany. So every summer my mother and I would visit her and being the dedicated theme park nerd that I am, I got a season pass for the summer. Oh. So I <laughs> I think in total I've been at least 80 times. Wow. 60 alone in those long summer holiday months mm-hmm. and the rest just accumulated over <laughs> year <laughs> after year basically because the park is just a short 20 minutes 
minute train ride away from my grandmother's house. So ah. it's really easy to get there. It's super convenient. I used to go so often at one point that the staff working there started recognizing me. <laughs> and oh, I was nice. on first name basis with a lot of them. So that was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and nowadays you still go um, on a regular base or? Yeah, I would say I go there once a year. So it's definitely gotten less than it used to be it's just because we live in dresden mm -hmm. now so it basically doesn't make a difference whether i go to cologne <laughs> or to paris it's pretty much the same right. amount of uh it's a lot of traveling basically yeah. <laughs> either way so yeah but once a year it's definitely a fun park to go to i really enjoy seeing all the new stuff they come up with every year they're very set on creating new attractions and new experiences i'll talk more about that later it's an yeah, ever-evolving nice park. that they keep investing in the park definitely yeah. they keep investing in new attractions um, more so i would say than disneyland paris has <laughs> before project sparkle basically so what makes fantasia land well a unique theme park in your uh, opinion yeah so fantasia land is unique because it's near disney quality theming it's a gorgeous park Unlike Disney and mm -hmm. very much like Efteling, though, all of the theming is original and nothing is based on IP. Right. Although their Big Thunder Mountain style roller coaster carried the name Michael Jackson coaster for several <laughs> years due to wow. <laughs> Michael having visited the park and riding the attraction nonstop while he was there. So they kind of named it after his honor. <laughs> okay, nice. And then after all the sexual assault allegations started popping up, Fantasia Land distanced itself from Michael Jackson and removed the huge sign. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Michael Jackson coaster. So that's an odd little yeah, fact nice. there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I read that there are six themed lands. So which themes do they have? And is there, well, some kind of unifying, overarching main theme for the whole park? Yeah, so that's definitely true. I guess one could sum up Fantasia Land's primary theme as idealized concepts that once existed mm -hmm. in the past meet those that only ever lived in our fantasy. Mm -hmm. So the six lands consist of Old Berlin, which is basically Fantasialand's version of Main Street. It is set in 1920s Berlin and boy, they, they sure did it justice. The entire space is so detailed and lovingly themed. The land also houses several family-friendly attractions along with a gorgeous large theater inspired by the real Winter Garden Theater in Berlin. Mm, this hosts nice. seasonal shows. Oh, so each of these lands has their own unique soundtrack and food options. So if you're <laughs> in Berlin, you'll get pretty neat German flair. Now, back in the good old days, <laughs> everyone used to enter through the Berlin area of the park. So it also, just like Main Street, served as a gateway into the different fantastic lands. However, these days, only those arriving by train get that experience. So if you get there by car, you'll actually be entering through the next land, which is Chinatown, which is themed to an idealized version of ancient China and is one of the park's oldest remaining immersive spaces. So it was opened in 1981 and the multi-million euro space consists of a large plaza, several traditionally constructed Chinese buildings, three attractions and the flagship hotel. Fantasialand imported over 1.3 million custom ceramic roofing tiles from China, along with several Chinese roofing specialists wow. who work side by side <laughs> with the German construction engineers. Today, it is the largest collection of Chinese buildings outside of Asia, which oh, is just, really unique. Yeah, yeah, it really shows, though. Chinatown is definitely one of my favorite spaces in the park. You truly feel like you're in ancient China. And I have to say, it does beat Epcot's World Showcase wow. for me on that oh. front. It <laughs> That's is, a statement, it uh, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not sorry, actually. <laughs> no, if they did a good job, then Disney could learn something uh, from fantastic. them. It's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no, it, that space is unbelievable. Now, the next one, uh, Wu's Town, which is not quite as up to par, is this kind of unique woodsy fairy fantasy type area it also houses two of my well just beyond crushes coaster favorite spinning coaster type attractions winya's fear and winya's force Ooh, you best believe i bought the soundtrack for that back in the day oh. <laughs> i think i saw the city somewhere and then there's also mexico which as the name suggests is an idealized version 
of a Mexican small town one might know from mm -hmm. motion pictures. It's rocking some fantastic scenery as well with the exhilarating Chiapas log flume attraction, which has a fantastic drop hill reminiscent of Dudley Do-Rides at Islands of Adventure in Orlando. However, this one carries the seal of the steepest drop for a log flume type attraction in the world at 53 oh. degrees. So. <laughs> as well as a really original soundtrack and one of Fantasia Land's few animatronics in the form of a dancing Mayan type sculpture. It's really cute. <laughs> nice. Deep in Africa, which is a small but lovingly themed to a cute African mm -hmm. village. Adjacent is also the Hotel Matamba, which assists in creating really good sight lines and integrates itself nicely into the theming. One of the most intense coasters in Fantasialand also zooms through here, the Black Mamba, again with the fantastic tribal soundtrack. Although the ride itself has gotten a bit rough over the years, I have to say, <laughs> it was super smooth when it opened up back in the day, which brings me to one of my biggest Fantasialand pet peeves, which is maintenance. Uh -huh. <laughs> so please don't misunderstand me. Like it's safe. Everything mm -hmm. is safe and tested on a regular basis. However, when it comes to non-essential, just like aesthetic details. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll talk more about that <laughs> later, I guess. There's also a Wild West space and this barely exists anymore. If at all, really, it might just be considered part of Mexico now since the old Western town that used to be there has been pretty much completely swallowed up by Mexico. Mm -hmm. The only thing that really remains is the Colorado roller coaster and right. the Silverado theater. So it's a bit uh, Tex-Mex now. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a Tex-Mex, definitely. <laughs> that yeah. way you could, uh, well, easily integrate. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Klukheim and Mystery have kind of also merged into one land, although they used to be two different ones. Think of it like this. If Game of Thrones existed as a theme park land, this would be it. It's a mystical, medieval, fantastic land and Fantasialand's newest edition. In addition to the fantastic theme, it also houses the LSM launch coaster Taron, which is the fastest and longest multi-launch coaster in the world and also serves as inspiration for Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbark Adventure in oh, Orlando. Oh, so yeah, I heard a, that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. under construction and near completion is the brand new steampunk-inspired Wokborg area of the park that will include a brand new roller coaster entitled Fly, which will be the longest flying coaster ever built. So wow. similar yeah. to the flying dinosaur at Universal Studios in Japan, Fly is being constructed by <laughs> Hello Niels, the Dutch manufacturer ah, of Vekoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're doing all the great rides. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so So people point. might know them from, well, Big Thunder Mountain, uh, but also Everest in uh, Walt Disney World or yes. the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and even the Tron uh, coaster in uh, Shanghai Disneyland. So uh, yeah. They that is some Dutch quality. Yeah, they really do some right nice uh, things, but I believe that a Japanese company took over. So, well, they're still here in Holland, but uh, uh -huh. not uh, owned anymore uh, by the Dutch, I believe. Oh my gosh, but, uh, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> well, <laughs> another exciting addition that will be a new hotel, Charles Lindenberg, oh. which will let you spend the night like a true steampunk aeronaut. The rooms will supposedly be tube-like and rumor has it that mm -hmm. they will offer exclusive interactive elements that are linked to the flying coaster that zooms past the hotel. So it's a really oh. quirky thing that they're doing. Yeah, so this hotel really is integrated yes. in the park, right? It's not like the Disney hotels that are, well, outside no, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the theme parks. It's really part of the, the whole totally. experience. It is definitely part of this land. It's not the first time they've been doing this because the Chinatown Hotel is also looking onto the land. The Matamba Hotel is also ah. looking onto deep in Africa and the coaster. But this is the first time that they're doing something where there's interaction between the guests staying in the hotel and mm -hmm. the land or the attraction that is right in front of wow. it. So that's something that's I really haven't no, seen anyone me neither. do that before. Yeah. So I'm really excited and super curious to see what exactly those interactive elements will be besides, you know, getting to wave at the people <laughs> yeah. flying past your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantasialand has also received two Park Scout Awards, one for Europe's best theme park in 2017 and another one for Europe's oh. most immersive theme park. So yeah, it's got some, some international bling bling. Uh, recognition. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so how's the mix of dark rides, thrills and other entertainment in Fantasialand? Fantasialand definitely lays a heavy emphasis on the thrill ride side of things, mm -hmm. at least for its adult audience. Small children will definitely find enough to do. However, of the three operating dark rides, I would only consider 
the newest mouse au chocolat to be a presentable uh, dark ride attraction, honestly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so mouse au chocolat is a lot of fun. It's very a la Toy Story Mania. It's mm-hmm. an interactive shooter type attraction. Nice. However, the storyline is that you are in a mouse infested bakery mm-hmm. and have to chase the mice away by shooting at them with whipped cream. <laughs> so oh, wow. It's, it's cute. <laughs> That's a nice theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. The whole attraction is also scent branded, so it smells like chocolate, which is really nice. Oh. And it's got extremely detailed theming so, so in which is, land is this right uh, so i cannot really relate chocolate to yeah this is in berlin oh to berlin uh. yeah they included this in berlin it's on the very edge of berlin but it is part <laughs> of berlin is berlin known somehow for chocolate or you know we do actually have a very famous chocolatier from berlin uh, fassbender and rausch mm. i believe the entire name is so they're super famous their flagship store in berlin jim damak they do this thing where they reconstruct famous monuments from around the world in chocolate <laughs> so you have the mm-hmm. berlin television tower as chocolate you have the Colosseum as chocolate <laughs> <laughs> nice so, yeah so i guess they kind of maybe uh, drew some inspiration from from there which is a lot of fun however it is not affiliated no. with them in any, in any way so <laughs> just not to get off track here but yeah it's a really fun attraction this has really proved to me that if fantasia land wants it can make really great dark rides on the flip side of things there's the hollywood tour which is kind of a la pirates of the caribbean-esque mm-hmm. waterboat attraction and the ghostly rickshaw which yeah, i guess think haunted mansion but asian right <laughs> both interesting takes and were fantastic attractions in their heyday but the animatronics and sets have not gotten the r&r they deserve and they are only shoddy ghosts of what they once were which is kind <laughs> of really sad to see especially me i grew up with these things and i remember them looking really yeah. great and then over the years it's just uh, 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 fantasia land not repairing things and on the upside fantasia land is investing heavily mm-hmm. in highly immersive spaces and new thrill ride attractions so there are numerous roller coasters around the park that are not only fun to ride but wonderfully themed There are also several shows in the park, uh, like Ice College, which is a fantastic ice skating show, suitable for international guests, as it is mostly music and acrobatics. And do they have something like uh, character meets or nighttime shows? Uh, Yes. So they do have characters that walk around the park. So in Chinatown, they have a dragon costume character that walks around Chinatown. He's super cute. I have no idea what his name is. They actually used to make dragons their thing because Chinatown was so prevalent in their marketing and what Mm -hmm. they were basically known for that each of the new lands they were getting, every time they were getting a new land, the land was getting its own dragon so they had like a fantasy dragon a mystery dragon a mexican dragon and you still see them strolling through the park especially on weekends Mm -hmm. but there are no real designated times i believe so it's kind of like a hit or miss thing sometimes they also have period actors that walk around old berlin in their Mm -hmm. period clothing and they're of course super happy to stop and take a picture with you it's kind of what Disney used to do when they had just had the characters roaming around and you could just stop, have a chat with them. You don't have to wait in line. There's nothing like that there. So they're pretty free to walk around. And I've seen them just chilling a lot. So they're always really (laughs) happy when you walk up to them and engage with them. And they do a really nice job. The costume characters, just like at Disney, don't talk. Yeah, but the reason I'm asking, because I really like to see some characters just freely walking around um, in the parks. Is it add some dynamics and, well... (laughs) <laughs> makes it feel more authentic yeah totally it makes the space feel really alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun to see yeah and a nighttime show do, do they yes. have something like that so not necessarily all the time this is very seasonal so mm-hmm. during the winter holidays especially they have a really wonderful winter season where the whole parks are just pimped out in christmas lights there's thousands of christmas trees they have special winter activities like snow tubes for the little ones which is a lot of fun nice. and um, they yeah. also have a Christmassy evening show which is not Santa or anything like that they just created their own little Christmas inspired I think it's like with some kind of princess and then there's some fireworks it's really cute it's nothing major and then they'll have special seasonal events that feature these incredible fireworks shows so because they don't really have a projection mapping castle mm-hmm. space they really have to rely on music and fireworks so that's what you're gonna get and you're gonna get a lot of fireworks so (laughs) i think one of the biggest fireworks shows which is just purely fireworks that i've ever experienced has been 
at Fantasia Land. It's just incredible. Oh, it was just one thing cool. after yeah. another. Bam, bam. And this should be part of the Asian part of the <laughs> of the park, right? <laughs> they do all this stuff in Berlin. There's like a little square mm-hmm. where they can host these kind of shows, but it's not very large. So if you are heading there in the wintertime and you really want to catch the winter and nighttime show, which is a lot of fun for the kids, you have to get there at least one hour ahead of time because right. they close that space off. And this is such a disappointment to me all the time because I don't want to wait in the cold for an hour to see the show. But they close it off and there's no way to just like peek in from the sidelines. You really mm-hmm. have to be there and really only a small portion of park guests fit in that area. So okay. yeah, get there yeah. early if you want to see that. For the fireworks thing, it's not a big deal. You can stand pretty much anywhere and you'll see the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Best experience in the Berlin area of the park, definitely, though. So that's where they play the music and where all the lights are dimmed when they do have a fireworks show, which is a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, so that's the ultimate experience. But you can still see it from other places, I understand. Totally, totally. Yeah, you can pretty much yeah. catch it all over the park. So if you're in the mood to just ride roller coasters to the very end, you're going to definitely catch a good glimpse of it oh, here nice. and there, which yeah. just can also be a lot of fun. So you can see it while riding uh, the coaster, right? Yeah. So there's also another indoor show which plays on a regular basis, which is a German language show called Musateum, which has this super cheesy story line but really great <laughs> Cirque du Soleil-esque acrobatics so skip this one if you're on a tight schedule honestly but if you're there maybe for two days I would check it out at least once even if you don't speak German just for the acrobatics it's worth seeing and right. there's also yeah. a stunt show called Jump which plays in the Silverado theater which it's pretty much like a BMX stunt show it's really cute it's entertaining and there's also a, <laughs> a 4D theater sadly again German only I wish they would do some English showings in between there because I know a lot of the Dutch guests and English-speaking guests, I think they would really appreciate it. (laughs) So the 4D Theater features this really amusing film about pirates. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I would recommend if you have the language skills to understand it because there are some really interesting links to Disney when it comes to this motion picture. The film was originally produced by iWorks Entertainment, which was founded by Don iWorks, who is the son of Ub iWorks, who are both (laughs) integral parts of Disney Imagineering. And the film... You know, it reflects a level of quality that you usually only see in a Disney park. It's a really excellent 4D thing. It's like 18 minutes long or something. So it's a really nice thing to do after lunch or when it's raining and you have all the crazy stupid effects where birds are pooping on your head and stuff like that with water (laughs) and things. Cool. Yeah, around the park, you can also find some open air ambience entertainment, which I really love, mm-hmm. just like the characters. There's Asian acrobatics on the main plaza of Chinatown, oh. which are quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And they just do these throughout the day, multiple times a day. There's usually a show schedule that you can check out in the Fantasia Land app. And then there's also Miji African dancers, which hang out in deep in Africa. And I've seen so many kids really enjoy the, the African dancers, and you can dance along with them. Uh, and they, You can learn to dance uh, the African way. Yeah, you can learn to dance, and they interact with the children. Children. I've seen them be really kind. That's a really cute experience. So can you tell us something about your, let's say, two favorite attractions? Yes, most definitely. So my all-time favorite Fantasia Land attraction is Taron at the moment, <laughs> which is the newest coaster in Fantasia yeah. Land that I mentioned earlier. It's part of the mystical medieval Klukheim. So this mm-hmm. coaster has the most intense launch I've ever had the pleasure of experiencing. <laughs> what I love about it is that there's no inversions, which I can tolerate but i'm not the biggest fan of honestly and there's tons of airtime so you feel like you're gonna fly out of that seat anytime and there's just this tiny tiny restraint holding you in which is so much fun the coaster designers really did a fantastic job the attraction also has this epic motion picture lord of the rings type soundtrack which you know never hurts as well as really cool fog and lighting effects that you see throughout mm. you also have the most wonderful sight lines ever since fantasia land tends to build large themed structures around their new land so like the hotel or in this case they have this really cool rock space so it really immerses you in that area Quick side note here, the reason they encapsulate their lands as best as possible is because residential areas are located nearby oh. and the walls or structures isolate the sound yeah, of the I attractions and the folks. <laughs> so it helps them avoid a lawsuit or two yeah. <laughs> and keep the areas surrounding the park uh, nice and quiet. But yeah, I'm looking at the pictures on the website right now and it looks well mm-hmm. amazing and it looks also extremely large (laughs) yes it's a huge area right it's massive there's also two restaurants in there there's a smaller roller coaster that's more big thunder Mm mountain-esque but or not big thunder mountain-esque but what is that hong kong not hong kong disneyland 
or yeah, no, Hong Kong Disneyland roller coaster called that goes forwards and backwards. I forgot the name. Oh, it's kind of、yeah. like that. So you basically go up、mm-hmm. and then you go backwards, but it's not tense, so it's very family friendly. That's almost integrated in there. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see it. The family boomerang coaster. <laughs> yes, that one, that one,、yeah. that one. What is it called? Right? Yeah, that's correct. Another attraction that I adore, especially in the summertime, is Chiapas. So it's a really lengthy log、mm-hmm. flume adventure. It clocks in at just under seven minutes. So there's Yeah, if there's a wait, this one gives you a lot of bang for your buck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's themed to a retro Mexican archaeological site, and it always gives me Indiana Jones vibes. Okay, yeah. You go forwards downhill, backwards downhill, and that final drop serves up a lot of airtime. <laughs> this is definitely one that will, yeah, you're gonna get wet on it. The crazy thing is that it's even open in the winter as、oh, long as the temperatures、really? don't drop below zero.、Mm. <laughs> so you can go on. It in like five degree weather. However, I can't. <laughs> I cannot recommend doing that.、No. And, and they don't provide something to、uh, well protect you. <laughs> No, not no? like. But to be fair, Fantasyland did set up these giant dryers by、uh. the exit. So there's like these huge box-like dryers that blow hot、mm. air all over your body. However, they are at an upcharge. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> yes, they've got a scheme going on yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah. So bring your poncho yes, and.、Uh... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. water always accumulates on the bottom of these logs, so your、uh, feet are right. 100% going to get wet. Which I just. I don't really like it. So either you have some shoes on、no. that are watertight, then it's really not that bad.、Mm-hmm. But they also keep all the water effects on. They have like these squirting pots and things and statues that squirt、oh, really? you. And they, like in the winter, they're just on. I was like, oh, those are probably going to be off because it's ten degree weather. I went on it with my friends once,、yeah. and I, you know, I made that mistake. Would be logical. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're on. They're on all、no. the time. You're going to get squirted in the、okay. face with zero degree water. <laughs> so also bring plastic bags to、uh, put on your shoes. Yes,、yeah. plastic bags or boots or something just to keep. Them dry.、Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, you'll be fine.、Oh. Even if it's a little bit chillier outside, it's definitely a fun ride. Yeah, if you're dying to experience this, even if it's super cold outside, save it as the last thing to go on before the parks close. That way you yeah, can. Yeah, that's smart. That's a good thing. Yeah, that way you can <laughs> run on home and dry off right away, and you don't have to、yeah. freeze all day long. So <laughs> or bring、uh, a couple of extra clothes and、uh, go to your hotel、yes. if you're staying there. Change and yeah, go back. Yeah, if you're staying at the hotel, <laughs> you've got a you've got a pass there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we are a chicken、uh, like me, and don't do well most thrill rides. What do you think that? I could handle, let's say, Big Thunder Mountain in Disneyland Paris, yeah,、uh, style as the maximum intensity. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So the Colorado Adventure is exactly as intense as Big Thunder、okay. Mountain is. It's a lot of fun. It's not too much. You can do it even after having lunch. There's the Reich, which、mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier,、yeah. which goes forwards and backwards. There's also a spinning room type attraction、okay. that gives you the illusion of being upside down, but you're not really upside <laughs>、okay. down. This is located in Chinatown. It's called the Fengyu Palace.、Mm-hmm. Cute. It's cute. It's definitely again、um, showing its age, and Fantasyland's not really doing too much about it, but it's still a fun ride. And then you've got the embarrassing dark rides, <laughs> the Hollywood tour, and the Geister Rickshaw, which is the haunted rickshaw. And, and the chocolate.、Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's also some really like family, family type attractions. Like there's these really slow moving electrical vehicles that move around the area in the fantasy area of the park in Woostown,、mm-hmm. which are a cute ride. You've got nice views of the lake, and in the summertime they also sometimes have boats on the lake. There's a hotel Tartuffe, which is also really cute. It's a funhouse type attraction,、uh-huh. which I find really unique to have in a. Permanent installation type setting. So、yeah. you have the crazy tilting floor and all these really fun, crazy elements. Children love this one. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it also has some、yeah. of those like steepest, most insane slides that I've ever seen in there. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, <laughs> but, but you don't have to go on it. You can take the stairs if you want. But the kids, of course, they want to take the slide, and it's fine. I haven't yeah, seen any injuries. For、so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice.、Uh. Yeah. So there's some options. Yeah. Yeah, that's、uh, good to know. So、uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not like a Walibi park、yeah. uh, that just has coasters. No, so, so, no. So there are、yeah. alternatives for、uh, the whole family. Yeah. I just wish they had more dark rides. Quality dark rides、mm-hmm. would be great. I forgot to mention this. There's a virtual reality roller coaster, which is a lot of fun. I would say it's、oh. as intense as Big Thunder Mountain is,、mm-hmm. but it's indoors. It's in the dark, and you wear a VR headset, and they have synchronized this really cute film of these tiny bats. Living in an ice world, and you have like this little adventure on an ice cube with them, and it's 
a lot of fun. It's really cute. I wouldn't say a VR coaster is necessarily going to be my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> way of riding a roller coaster in the future, but it is a really interesting thing to experience. And this was an attraction that really didn't have long wait times. I would say five, 10 minutes. So it oh, wasn't that okay. popular. And after yeah. they added the VR element to it, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's now having like 70, 80 minute wait oh, times. Wow. So people are loving it. Yeah. yeah. And I saw a lot of kids around that but, area. But who you can really take excited. off the VR goggles and... Uh, then experience the old coaster, right? Or You could. Yes, you could. Well, you put them on yourself mm-hmm. and then you tighten them in the back. So I guess you could just unscrew them and take them off during the ride. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. They're kind of heavy. And if mm. you lose one of those things, I don't even want to know <laughs> yeah. what happens. Ooh. But um, I guess you can just ask at the beginning if you really don't want a helmet to just yeah. leave it off. But honestly, you're not going to see anything in there because it's just blackness <laughs> in the show building. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's worth checking out if you kind of get dizzy or nauseous due to the vr experience they tell you to just shut your eyes yeah i was thinking indeed yeah if you cannot handle the vr at a certain moment uh, if you could well take it off or well maybe you should just close your eyes and uh... (laughs) i would say close your eyes it's just the easiest and quickest thing to get back to feeling normal i guess it's also not that long of a ride uh, two minutes i would say about so okay let's move on to food yes (laughs) you already mentioned it in the in the intro so can you tell us something about the food offerings and maybe you have some favorite snacks or restaurants over there oh my gosh yes definitely definitely i'm gonna serve up the goods here so (laughs) fantasia land has some of the best food of any theme park in europe in my opinion i think fresh fruit dipped in chocolate crepes made from scratch hot belgian waffles freshly squeezed juices you can get all these fantastic treats at various quick service windows scattered all over the parks If you're in the mood for something more along the lines of a calm, sit-down experience, Rutmore's Tavern in Klukheim offers up traditional Germanic cuisine in this really unique medieval atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The cavernous space with its stone walls and fur-covered wooden benches really immerse you in what would appear to be an old castle or stone tavern. Again, (laughs) giving me serious uh, Game of Thrones vibes. I'm just looking for that Starbucks cup they forgot to take (laughs) off the table. (laughs) Another unique unique one is the tapas bar Cocorico, which serves up Mexican tapas to share with your friends and family. Although, you know, with Corona, keep that to <laughs> yeah, yourself. <exactly>. This, one, <laughs> this place serves up beautiful handcrafted tapas that you won't want to stop eating in a rustically themed Mexican cantina. It's one of my favorites. Now, all the menus are available in English, German, Dutch, and French. You really don't need to worry about table reservations either since they're not available. (laughs) So plain and simple, you just go there. But honestly, I've never had an issue finding a table even on busier days since most folks tend to opt for quick service options Uh, at the park. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, so that's maybe more interesting if you stay there for a couple of days. Yes. Have all the time of the world. Totally, uh, Sit down, relax. There's some really cool dining experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So do they also have a nice Asian food offerings. They in the- do, they do. In Chinatown, they have quick service Asian food offerings like fried rice, fried noodles. Mm-hmm. I think some chicken dish and brown sauce, which is really nice. And those are all available at quick service counters around the area. There's also a mm-hmm. sit down a Chinese restaurant, which is very traditional, very elegant. Can definitely recommend it. It's really good also if you're looking for Chinese cuisine. So this is something that Fantasia Land has definitely got that Disney doesn't in Europe. And yeah. Europe, let me say in Europe. Well, yeah, indeed, Disneyland. <laughs> Paris is really lacking Asian food offerings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, well, most Asian kitchens are uh, <laughs> pretty good in my uh, opinion. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> why I'm interested uh, <laughs> to hear about this. Is there also <laughs> something, well, specifically German that guests from abroad like me should try, in your opinion? Yeah, if you're really looking for Germanic cuisine in Klukheim, there is a currywurst stand Ah. so that is something that's quite german if you've never had currywurst before it's a sausage that is dipped in a ketchupy curry sauce (laughs) which sounds Mm -hmm. super nasty (laughs) but actually tastes surprisingly good so take my word for it Try it once. If it's not your cup of tea, it's fine. But you, you can say you've tried it. I personally love it. Yeah, if, if it's not your <laughs> cup of tea, you can send it to Eric. Yeah, send it to me, please. I want some currywurst. <laughs> These are things that you'll find all over Germany, honestly. So even in Dresden, yeah, we have a couple yeah. of currywurst places. I don't know if in the Netherlands you guys have that at all. Or Well, yeah, we can buy it from the supermarkets uh, to, put it okay. on, uh, to put it on the grill. But <laughs> actually, uh, when I go to Germany, the first thing I do <laughs> when I'm in Germany is make a stop uh, and... Uh, well, get a schnitzel or a wurst. Oh, nice. Yes, schnitzel. So good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, other than that, Rutmore's Tavern uh, definitely has uh, some German 
dishes in there. You get your sauerkraut yeah. and things like All that. Right. So. I also saw well, they have the two themed hotels and you, you talked already a bit about it. An African one and an Asian one. Yeah. Have you ever stayed there? Or Yeah, okay. So full disclosure, <laughs> I've not stayed in any of the Fantasia Lands hotels because again, my grandmother lives just so close by. Yeah, so close. Yeah. However, yeah. I have been inside both just to, you know, walk around and check it out a little bit. Yeah, cool. <laughs> both the three-star hotel Matamba and the four-star hotel Lingbao are lovingly themed. Not as fantastic as Efteling themes. They were sweet as I recently learned. <laughs> I mean, check out Neil's talking about that on our previous theme park spotlight. However, this one is definitely on par with Disney. So mm-hmm. starting off with the Hotel Matamba, the hotel's Yeah, it's absolutely adorable. The exterior was inspired by traditional African village buildings with straw roofing and wooden plank supports. The lobby is this wonderful open space that has a lot of natural daylight, flora and fauna, as well as lovely African art and sculptures. And the check-in desk is located in this adorable African-style hut. (laughs) It's really cute. The rooms are heavily themed as well as they've got these hand-painted walls, dark wooden beds, and best of all, the lamps look like those little Indiana Jones Explorer oil lanterns. (laughs) Oh, nice. Really cool details. The hotel also houses two great restaurants, Restaurant Zambi, which offers a really neat African barbecue mm-hmm. and restaurant Bantu serves up some grilled delights. On the higher end, we have the Hotel Ling Bao, which just integrates itself so perfectly into Chinatown. Again, traditional Chinese architecture with custom tiling. Mm. Drop dead gorgeous. Besides the fantastically detailed interior theming, this place is going to offer you a great swimming pool in the summer as well as some VIP quick passes for many of the attractions around the park. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's yeah, always so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. The rooms were also recently renovated and are serving up some fresh Eurasian ambience. It's really neat. You can also experience all the delights of China, but, you know, with very strict European data protection laws, which is also nice. <laughs> Just like the Hotel Matamba, Ling Bao offers two restaurants, the Restaurant Bamboo, which is a high-end buffet restaurant that features multiple food stations where chefs prepare the meals right in front of you. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Restaurant Luchi is a fine dining experience that fuses various Asian cuisines like Japanese, Chinese, and Thai into high-end menus. These are really spectacular, by the way. I know friends who have eaten there and they were just yeah, yeah blown away. Yeah, it sounds really interesting too. Well, taste a lot of different Asian countries. Yes, it's really cool. The chefs there did an excellent job of just creating this wonderful melting pot of dishes. Now, one thing to note for all the hotel restaurants is that usually, if you're not a guest, you can dine there. However, due to current regulations regarding COVID-19, you cannot dine there unless you are a hotel guest. Ah. And if you are a hotel guest, For these restaurants, you must make a reservation, which you can easily do online. They have a really simple form. Okay, good to know. Otherwise, people will be disappointed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. One last experience that I totally forgot to include anywhere, but I'm just thinking about it, is the Fantissima Dinner Experience, which is a dinner show. Kind of like a la Buffalo Bills at Disneyland Paris, but a completely different vibe in terms (laughs) of what you're actually going to get to see. So this is straight up high-end acrobatics Mm -hmm. and a really high-end menu it's like a three course or four course something like that menu Mm -hmm. to get in it's around 80 euros okay really worth it it's super beautiful very popular so it's definitely worth to get a reservation for this at least two weeks in advance if you're interested i cannot recommend this enough language wise bit of german (laughs) yeah really important yeah 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 Yeah, and and the combination of well good food and uh, having some entertainment that's uh that 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 always works yeah uh, definitely sounds like something that i would do (laughs) how is it for people from abroad like me to experience the park can can i speak english are there well the attraction safety messages the right instructions in german only or do they at least have a dutch language website uh, for me to uh (laughs) to to get prepared so so how how does this work yeah so on the whole i would say it's pretty good english language skills in germany are pretty good so you can Mm -hmm. expect most park employees to speak it Newer signage is in multiple languages and always, always feel free to ask for help if you have any concern. Most folks, even park guests, will be super happy to help out and 
Again, as far as ride narrations, most attractions that do have voiceovers are in German only, mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Some slip in an English word or two here and there, a la Disneyland Paris, but I'm afraid some details will be lost in translation. So yeah. this does not detract too much from the experience since most of the storylines are super simple, mm-hmm. if there are any at all. <laughs> One that makes me chuckle is uh, Talocan, which is a Mexican-themed topspin, super intense. Yeah. Don't worry if you don't understand the Mexican shaman, because nobody does. <laughs> They made up a whole new language for that attraction oh, alone. Right. So he's just like, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so nobody understands it. Yeah. yeah. Important messaging like ride safety announcements and things like that will either be subtitled. Mm-hmm. I've seen that if there's a okay. safety video yeah. or there'll be signage posted. But there's really nothing. If you've been to a theme park before, mm-hmm. you'll know how to lower the restraint. There's nothing crazy that you would have to learn or study about. So no. Um, no. And again, if you're unsure about anything, ask one of the Fantasialand employees or just ask somebody who's, you know, waiting in line with you and strike up a conversation with them. Most folks are really happy to help out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That always helps. Last but not least, let's compare Fantasialand to Disneyland Paris. Eh? As, mm. well, I think most of our <laughs> listeners are Disney fans. So yes. can you share one or two insights about Fantasialand? Uh, where does Fantasialand yeah. do things better than Disney and also something that they probably could learn from Disney? Yeah, so food, food, food is definitely something that Fantasialand does way better than Disney in uh, yeah. Paris. That I already yeah. understood, yeah. <laughs> it's an <laughs> immense logistical feat to provide nourishment for so many folks. However, this is something that Fantasialand mm-hmm. does really well while not sacrificing on quality. Some Disney parks do this better than others, but this is something that Disneyland Paris could take inspiration from and improve in their parks. Right. Fantasialand has a plethora of healthy food as well as several vegan and vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. Something that is a bit of a challenge at Disneyland Paris at times, yeah. especially in the quick service exactly. sector. Yeah. 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 And if they have something, then it's always the same yeah. uh, <laughs> wherever you go. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Now, one major pet peeve that I have is attraction show maintenance. So Fantasialand could definitely take some <laughs> lessons from Disney on that. <laughs> what it means to keep show quality consistent year after year especially when it comes to their dark rides the older ones are suffering (laughs) broken animatronics sets that are in bad shape all these can be found on fantasia lens old dark rides like the hollywood tour one example is that there Mm -hmm. used to be a show scene for the film birds which you know alfred hitchcock super iconic and when all the animatronic (laughs) birds and the character broke they replaced them with these static mannequins like the ones you would find at a clothing store at the mall and turned the space (laughs) into like this half heartily wizard of oz themed which i just still don't understand to this day you know I, i always have every time i'm like Going through that scene, Wizard of Oz, in my head, I'm like, this lady's getting killed by birds. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, the massive King Kong animatronic at the end of the attraction is still working. And that thing definitely is a highlight and worth writing that attraction just for that wonderful King Kong. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate one more time when it comes to newer attractions, Fantasialand does a wonderful job of creating Mm -hmm. these beautiful spaces that are incredibly themed, super detailed. This is a full day park with lots of things to experience. If you are in the Cologne Bonn area for any length of time, it is worth spending an extra day at Fantasialand. You won't be disappointed. I also heard a lot of Dutch uh, theme park podcasts uh, talking about Fantasialand and they're always really saying a lot of good things about the park, especially when it comes to uh, theming and uh, well, creating new immersive lands. So uh, yeah, Yeah. it really sounds uh, well like the big highlight of the park. It's a really fun park park it has a special place in my heart um growing up with it definitely but i'm liking it more these days if i'm being perfectly honest than i did back in the 90s i think they've really stepped up their game Mm -hmm. in terms of immersion i feel like they've stepped down a bit in terms of shows they used to be even better than they are now in terms of show quality it was really so they made their choice to yes invest more in the well the coaster type definitely uh, right i guess they're seeing the numbers for coasters and the numbers are giving them the results they want they've seen the longest attraction Mm -hmm. wait times the most rewritability on those yeah so that's what they're focusing on at the moment again i have hopes for the future that after they build this next coaster that maybe we'll switch back to something Mm -hmm. more dark righty and family friendly 
friendly, but you never know with Fantasia Land. It might just be another coaster. Yeah, or, or make some kind of uh, combination, huh? like yeah. Walt Disney World did with the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train uh, ride, which is a fun, well, family-friendly coaster, but also has a great, uh, well, indoor dark ride part with the Seven Dwarfs in the mine. And, uh, totally, totally. Yeah, I think that combination is really cool. They used to have a very unique dome-projected IMAX attraction that was first mm-hmm. called a Galaxy, and it was the Space Flight Star Tours-esque type experience. It was later, later rethemed to Race for Atlantis, which if you were in Las Vegas in the early 2000s, you might have experienced that there. Ah. It was brought over to Germany and not translated, funnily enough. That was one English attraction that was there for a time. <laughs> but then they tore that down to make way for the new uh, Rockborg steampunk-inspired land that is still under construction at the moment. Mm-hmm. I could see in the future maybe them doing some kind of Soren-type attraction. Yeah. I know that Europa Park in the south of Germany has done that. Okay. Their own version of soaring. So yeah, we'll see. That's something the park does not have at the moment is any kind of like simulator type mm-hmm. experience. So it's definitely, you won't be complaining about screens here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Universal Studios fans. Yeah. <laughs> There's really only the 140 theater and that's it. So it's yeah. a cool park to go to and uh, see some unique theme. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, well, was a lot of information. And uh, I think you gave us some uh, great insights. And uh, <laughs> I definitely have the feeling that, well, I know Fantasia Land uh, a bit better now. And yeah, it really sounds wonderful. So I think I uh, should check it out one day. Yes, please do. We can go together if you want. <laughs> I can say hi to my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Niels, where can people find you? <laughs> people can find me on uh, Instagram under uh, at uh, Capturing Disney Parks, uh, posting uh, pictures with tips, facts, and information on a daily basis. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter under uh, at uh, Capt Disney Parks and uh, Influencer Spotlight interviews and uh, my uh, podcast uh, participations you can find on uh, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, be sure to follow Aramajik on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more neat Disneyland Paris content. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really makes a difference and helps new folks discover the show. Jimmyk55 writes, Great for planning a trip to Disneyland Paris. We are in the beginning phases of planning our trip in January, and so I searched for a Disneyland Paris podcast. I was immediately taken with the host's enthusiasm and obvious affection for Disney. I've learned some very valuable tips to aid in the planning, but even more have had my curiosity peaked and my anticipation is through the roof. Having downloaded the Disneyland Paris app, I look at the pictures in it and the maps as I listen to the podcast and get an enhanced visual to go with the great descriptions in the show. <laughs> Highly recommend for any Disney fan, even if you're not planning a trip. Oh, thank you yeah. so much, Jimmy. That's so <laughs> yeah. cool. I really appreciate it. At least take some time to let us know what they think about the podcast and where you leaving a, a review as it really helps reaching out to other Disney fans uh, with our content. So Most definitely. Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode is not sponsored. Any promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Air Magic is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.